Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Hello and welcome to The Scoop. We are the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. My name is Emily Collin. And my name's Laura Jolly. And this week's guest is Darcy Brown. So Darcy is an 18-year-old fast bowler from South Australia who took the WBBL by storm and most recently made her T20 international debut in New Zealand. But before we get to Darcy, uh, LJ, there are a few talking points to emerge out of the T20 series against the White Ferns that unfortunately finished at a locked at one all after rain ruined the decider in Auckland. But firstly, Elise Perry. So there was a lot of discussion around Elise's future in that T20 side after she didn't play a huge role, uh, particularly with the ball. Yeah, it was an interesting one. She was always going to be an automatic selection in that side, given a record. But the first T20 was the first time since 2015 that she didn't get a bowl in a T20 for Australia. And she only bowled one over in the second match before the third was obviously a washout. And she continued to come in at number six, which is the role she's played in that lineup for now. So a few people were questioning about, you know, how a player of Elise's calibre is, is only contributing that much and what the thinking is there. But her teammates have backed her in all the way, saying she's, of course, coming back from a serious injury. Meg Lanning also pointed out that she tends to bowl up front and in the middle overs and they have so many options for that now. So Pez has got to work on perhaps being able to bowl at all points in the innings and on her death bowling. But they're all backing her and they reckon she'll have a much bigger role to play in the ODIs where she is the world's top ranked ODI all-rounder. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll see plenty of classic Pez innings and Pez just digging in in the, in the ODIs. Um, so before the series, Captain Meg spoke about the team just being conscious of adjusting, making that adjustment from quarantine to playing in, in, in international cricket. So they came away with the win in the first T20, but there were certainly some shaky moments early on, particularly particularly in that batting chase. Yeah, there sure was. It wasn't looking great at three for 14, but Ashley Gardner stepped up and was 
very level-headed, scoring 73 from 48, and she got the Aussies home with two overs to spare in the end. And then they moved on to Napier, didn't they? Yep. So it was great to see Darcy Brown before that match even started receive her cap from Megan Shute, who was very entertaining as always. And it was also great to see Darcy uh, pick up a wicket on debut. So the girls were up and about with that. But yeah, that was probably the highlight of the day for the Aussies as the, the result didn't go their way. As White Ferns, led by Frankie Mackay, managed to chase down what probably was a below par total of 129 off the final ball of the day. So it was it was a nail biter, but we didn't even get to see the series as decider. No, we didn't. Unfortunately, it, only 2.5 overs were bowled in Auckland and it was washed out, which sadly ended a pretty remarkable streak for Australia, who had won every T20 series or tournament they'd played since early 2018. They still remain undefeated throughout that period, but unfortunately just couldn't quite claim the trophy outright. But the attention now shifts to the Rose Bowl series. So we've got three ODIs in Mount Monganui, which is a favourite destination of the Aussies. So there's been lots of chatter, obviously, around the opportunity that the Australians have to break the world record for the most consecutive ODIs one that they currently share with Ricky Ponting's team who won 21 in a row back in 2003. So listening to the team speak, it's pretty clear that it's not their main focus, but I'm sure like there's no doubt that they'd that all recognise the significance of the record if they do if they do manage to break it. Yeah, they've been pretty clear that they're not treating this upcoming game as any different to any other they've played, but they obviously always want to win and they have acknowledged that this really does prove the consistency of the group over such a long period of time. It was a streak that started back in 2018 at the start of the year in India. Since then, they've beaten Pakistan, New Zealand, England, West Indies at home and away. So winning in all conditions across such a long period of time really is a a show of how strong a team is. The one thing they are missing is that World Cup, though, and that's something they'll be determined to win in a year's time in New Zealand. Yep, so the ODI series against the White Ferns starts tomorrow. Remember, you can watch that series live on Foxtel and KO. And a hot tip, if you don't have KO or Foxtel, KO do actually offer a 14-day free trial. So if you head to cricket.com.au and sign up through there, you'll be able to watch watch that series for free. But for now, here's Darcy Brown. Alrighty, and we are joined on the scoop today by recent Aussie debutant Darcy Brown, who made her T20 debut on Tuesday. Darcy, thank you for joining us today. Are you able to firstly just talk us through that day and when did you find out you'd be playing in the green and gold? Um, so I found out the day before and I was pretty nervous and, you know, I was lucky to have, you know, all the girls have actually gone through, like, you know, debuting and stuff so they know how I felt. So it was pretty reassuring that um, they had my back and, yeah, I was just pretty nervous great and what was it like calling your friends and family back home to tell them what was happening and were they pretty pumped for you um yeah they were um I think my dad was on night or he was just getting ready for night shift so I just caught him in time and um yeah mum had mum had finished work and um my brother was at a camp working so I had to call him a bit later so it was all a bit disjointed but um they were pretty pumped for me nice nice and how did it feel eventually running out in the green and gold um, yeah, it was pretty surreal. Um, couldn't felt kind of like a dream, and um, yeah, it was just it was sad we didn't win. But um, yeah, it was pretty cool to run out on the over with um, those girls. And we saw a really nice cat presentation from Megan Shoot. So how's it been having two of your Scorps teammates, Megan and Talia, on tour with you? Yeah, it's been really good um, for my first tour to have those two 
around I've been able to kind of just hang off their shoulder and just see what happens and what everyone does and kind of hang out with them when I don't really know what to do or where to go um yeah it's just been really good to have those two with me how are you finding life on tour so far yeah it's really cool I have well, this is the second time I've been to New Zealand, second time I've ever been overseas. So, nice. um, it's yeah, it's cool to be able to travel. We've done a few long road trips kind of thing and, yeah, it's just been cool to see the, the country basically. That's so cool. And I think you are talking the other day, um, former Aussie vice bowler Ryan Harris is over there as a bowling coach. How have you found working with him and is there anything you've been working on with him? Yeah, he's been great. Um, we've kind of just been talking about our plans to bowlers and, um, about how, you know, I got whacked in that last over and we were talking about like how, you know, what I could change or how I can come back from that. And he was kind of happy that I didn't get too flustered about it. And, um, yeah, we've just been working on, yeah, just plans and how to, what fields go to with what balls and stuff like that. And you guys have a bit of a connection from uh, Gala, is it? Yeah, Gala. Um, so he's from, yeah, he went to Trinity and um, he plays played at Salisbury where I play at the moment um, club cricket in South Australia so yeah it's cool to um, have him yeah kind of be there as well there you go and Darcy <laughs> we've heard a few mentions from you about chicken schnitzels are they are they your favorite food <laughs> oh I don't I don't know how this has become a thing but um, <laughs> yeah the girls kind of stitch me out because I'm a bit of a fussy eater oh. um, and yeah so um, it's usually my go-to, yeah. Go-to. What else What else do you usually have on the menu? Oh, n- not a lot else, actually. <laughs> no, nah, probably a bit of pasta or um, I don't know what else, a bit of burgers. I've been trying Thai lately, so I've gone a nice. bit out of, out of the box. So, yeah. <laughs> That's great. And forgive my pronunciation if this isn't right, but you're from Kapunda in South Australia? Yeah, so, nearly got it, Kapunda. Kapunda. <laughs> yeah, um, what's your hometown play. like and how did you get into cricket back there? Um, so it's a pretty, well, it's not too small, I don't think. It's like two or 3,000 people that live there and um, we're kind of, all of us are there are really sports crazy and, um, you know, play on Saturdays, play footy and netty and then um, in the summer, you know, Wednesday, Monday nights was basketball and then Saturdays was cricket if you played or tennis um so yeah we just kind of um love our sport there and um kind of a big family back home so um yeah I've loved growing up there and yeah just yeah love that place <laughs> really nice are all your family still back in Kapunda oh we kind of live in between um the joint so we go like a few of us live in Kapunda and a few of us live in Adelaide and we go travel up and back and forth um yeah, whenever we can. Yeah, nice. And you, you went to school in Kampunda, is that right? Yeah, until uh, year 10 I moved to Adelaide. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Nice. Yeah. And what was what was Darcy Brown like going through school? You were a studious kid, well-behaved, a bit naughty. <laughs> I, I like to say I was pretty well-behaved, but, um, yeah, I wasn't very studious. I kind of just, you know, went to school to see friends and just sort of got the job done. But, um, yeah, they're not, not very... Um, academic, I wouldn't have thought. And we um, saw you during the WBBL hub trying to do your year 12 studies while you're in there. And how did you find that experience? Um, it was a bit weird, but um, I actually didn't do a whole lot in the hub because um, I did a fair bit outside the hub because I knew that um, I'd be pretty tired during the during it. And um, yeah, just kind of backed what I had done before I'd come to the place and just kind of revised a little bit. But yeah, it was pretty nerve-wracking doing exams and stuff there, but 
it wasn't too bad. And so when you were in the hub, did you sort of keep in touch with all your schoolmates back home? Were you sort of speaking to them pretty regularly? Um, yeah, pretty much. I was just asking them, you know, what they've done the, that week in some classes and stuff or just like asked about the goss that's happening and um, just kind of, kind of tried to keep it you know, the same as what it would be when I was back there. And speaking of the WBBL, how did you find your first season in blue? Um, yeah, it was really cool. Um, I was lucky enough to have the season beforehand just to, you know, learn and see what, um, you know, the setup was about. And, um, yeah, I just really loved it and just happy to be able to have that opportunity to even play and, yeah, just have those um, legends of the game around me so and so when you were growing up playing cricket Darcy did you barrack for the strikers yeah I did I um I loved them I I mean I might not have known um who played for them but I used to just go for the photos and the autographs (laughs) and I used to um sit by the runway of the men's and um try and get on the big screen I mostly did every game so um yeah I was I, I really loved it um yeah and do you remember much about the first season of WBBL and whether you went and watched any games um yeah I think I'm pretty sure I did uh, it was a while ago now but um well we had a few of the girls that played in the strikers in my club team so I it was cool to like be able to play with them and um yeah I think I said in a, another interview before that um I took a, one of the girls' helmets, striker's helmets out of her bag at club and took photos of photos in it to pretend that I was playing for them. So, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. It's awesome. And um, did you have a favourite cricketer that you looked up to when you were growing up? Not really because, um, yeah, I suppose I just would just love the autographs and the photos. So I would just, yeah, get around it all really. And, um, yeah, I didn't really have a favourite player, I suppose. Um I think I've got quite a few photos of Kieran Pollard. Um, that was probably, <laughs> that was an indication, but um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't have a favourite. And so Darcy, not only are you a gun cricketer, you're also a netballer and a footy player. So what is it about cricket that you love so much that you've decided to stick with cricket for now? Well, probably because it's so different to footy um, and netball. Um, I suppose it's a bit slower and um, you think about it, well, you can think about it more and longer and, um, I suppose I've been given these really cool opportunities as well. Like wouldn't have thought I'd be sitting here in New Zealand. Um, so, um, yeah, it's just pretty surreal that the opportunities that I've been, um, yeah, given from cricket. So it's pretty cool. And I guess you must be a fan of team sports. What do you like about being part of a team? <laughs> oh, I suppose it's that, um, you know, that family sort of aspect and, you know, you have a fair few bit of banter with it, all the teammates and, um, yeah, just the different, I suppose, friendships you can gain from team sports. And, you know, I'm still heaps good friends with, um, even when I play basketball. And, I, yeah, I've just, yeah, love the team sport aspects. And are you still planning on playing a bit of football and netball over the next little bit or are you going to mainly focus on cricket? Um, well, I'm not playing footy at the moment, but, mm. um, yeah, I'm planning on playing netty this season. So, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So hopefully... I can, yeah, give it a crack and, yeah, I just love it. What position do you play? Um, I play centre or wing defence usually. And you, I think you told us in the WBBL hub that you were studying netball. Can you just explain that a little bit more? <laughs> so at my school, it was uh, we didn't actually do a whole lot of, like, netball training and stuff. It was more like um, the assignments were, like, injury prevention for netball and, like, um, the nutrition before games and kind of, 
you know, the psychology to do with netball. It's like, yeah, heaps of stuff. And I think we did coaching and planned sessions for younger girls and stuff like that, which was pretty cool. Nice. That sounds super cool. Yeah. <laughs> Handy. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us on The Scoop, Darcy. It's great to get to know you and we can't, see, can't wait to see plenty more of you in the green and gold in the future. Thanks, Pete. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanny. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team.